Yes, sir, I'm back. What is the deal? It's your man, Dean Edwards. Yo, welcome to another episode of Father Market Protocol. We in the building. You know it, baby. It's going down, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yo. <laughs> and the music comes in now. Uh, yo, welcome, y'all. It's your man, Dean. As I said, I'm here once again. Vessi actually wanted to be here this week, but he's very focused. Has a uh, has an audition for a wild show on 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 the Viacom network, and it's out there. <laughs> uh, got my man Big Mike on the boys, you know what I mean? And uh, and it's going down, man. Yo, stay dry. Yo, it is pouring in in New York City. It's it's, it's next level. Uh, uh, it's 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 like a tsunami from the sky, and it just keeps coming. The what's wrong? It just keeps raining and raining. Where are we gonna put all this water? It's it's coming down, man. And uh, and by the time y'all hear this, uh, hopefully it it'll have dried off. Well, it's supposed to. It's raining. It's been raining since uh late last night. Uh, into early today and uh, and still going. It's, it's almost midday and uh, and it's supposed to turn into snow. This would be the first nor'easter of winter 2015. Oh, I'm sorry, 14. Damn, I skipped a year. This is I'm I'm so far ahead. I'm so I'm so in the future, man. I you you I look behind after. Well, Jay Z had a line like that. Um, I'm so far ahead of my time. I'm about to start another. Ah, it's from uh, Hovey Baby. I'm so far ahead. I forget it. You look it up. Look up the damn lyric. What am I, a Jay-Z dictionary? An, an encyclopedia, if you were? Um, if you will. Sorry. Um, but I'm back. Yeah, so Joseph, uh, Joseph could not be here. I want to thank everyone, uh, before I go any further, I want to thank everyone that uh, supported the all things comedy movement and uh, funds drive to raise money for the studio out in LA. Uh, I got a check. I know we were close, but I'm not sure whether or not we hit our 10 K mark. I hope we did, but we appreciate all y'all um, that donated, you know, $5, $1, 50 cent. As He's a kid, 50 cent. Simeon, uh, I see you see. Uh, <laughs> putting in your 50 cent. That's what's up. Um, but we, you know, as always, we thank y'all for, for supporting all things comedy, as well as the Father Malcolm Protocol podcast. Big up all my boys. Uh, big up Vessi, our, our, our lovely producer that's... Uh, that's on the low. He he wanted to be here for y'all, but he is focused on uh, on this audition, uh, which actually you know we 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 will address. Um, but he's focused on the audition. Check out his podcast, the the Callback Podcast. Um, any y'all uh, that that see this, the Father Market Protocol on uh, on SoundCloud will notice um, that you probably have seen Vessi's podcast. Immediately below, like if you right now, if you look, if just scroll down and you'll see, there's his face, there's his Vessi face, that's his Vessi face. 
And he's smiling with his little gruff look. His, his chocolate girlfriend, well, she's more caramel. His, his caramel girlfriend likes the little scruffy look on her young white boy. That's a Vessi face. Anyway, um, check out Vessi. Also, check out his, uh, his YouTube channel and his clips. Yo, you know what? Y'all make sure y'all uh, follow me on all things uh, that are Dean Edwards. Follow I am Dean Edwards on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. You know, uh, go support the fan page. Uh, I call it Fam F A M as in Mary Fan Page because y'all the fam. And check out my fan page and, and follow, subscribe, uh, like our, our fan page as well as us on iTunes. SoundCloud and soon to be Stitcher. We we're working on that for y'all. I spoke to the web designer yesterday, and it's it's going down, baby. It is. Uh, and um, and check out uh my man Dean Del Rey's uh Let There Be Talk. My boy Ian Edwards, the soccer comic rant. Neil and then Neil and Moshi's uh the the champs. Oh, you know what? Big up Burr. Big up Bill. 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 Damn it. Did I say Billy? I tried saying Bill. I almost. I'm going to get it. Um, but check out Billy's. Check out Bill's new special on Netflix. Uh, I watched it uh, this weekend. It was. It was. It was. It's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Bill. 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 <laughs> I really have a problem. Like, I can't just say it. Bill Burr's. Bill Burr. That's what it is, because it sounds like Wilbur. Bill Burr. Hello, Bill Burr. Um, I always dig watching Bill E because I can't believe because he uh he always, you know, comes at, at some topic from a different different angle. And uh I, I dig what he's I dig his his perspective on religion. I'm not saying whether I do or don't agree with it, but I I dig his perspective on religion as well as his perspective on uh, man and man's sins and then uh, being judged by God. That was funny. <laughs> so check out his, his new special on, uh, on Netflix. Is that enough plugging? I guess it is. Uh, oh, look, a new show with Terrence Howard wearing a conch. Remember he had a conch in... Uh, in, in I'm out there for a pimp. What was that, Hustle and Flow? Well, he's the conk is back and better than ever in a new show called Empire with him and Taraji, which I just realized they both were in Hustle and Flow. Look at, look at that. Um, yeah, so check that show out. Um, I'm not in it. You know what you can check me out in, though, right now, uh, after you listen to this podcast, go to the movies, take out your your wallet, pull out your, your, your 750 if you're somewhere in the suburbs or the Midwest and you're going to a, to a matinee, or if you're in New York City, pull out your 1450 and, and have some more money to put your snacks on layaway uh, and go see Top 5. Which I'm, I'm guessing with all the the PR they're doing is is by the time you hear this, I think it's gonna be number one at the box office. Movie's funny, and and I gotta say, uh, Chris, yeah, what's up, Dean? Hey, Chris, man, I want you to know I appreciate you putting me in the movie. Oh, well, no, nah, you you funny dude. No, I I know that, but you know, well, here's the thing, I auditioned for like four roles. 
Yeah, yeah, I kind of I kind of remember. No, 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 Chris, listen. You have to understand. I auditioned uh for the role that uh the man JB Smooth got. Okay, okay. Well, you know, JB that's no no no. I I understand, Chris. I understand that you and Joe JB go back like spinal cords and they try. And JB is is a higher level, you know what I mean? He's 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 celeb status right now, so I'm not mad at that. Well, all right, well, that's cool. And, you know, I also, I read for um, the role that that uh, Tracy Morgan got. You, oh, you know what? I kind of I kind of remember. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I read for that role. Well, D, listen, I mean, I, you know, you mad because I got the role instead? No, no, I'm Trey. Look, I'm not mad that you got, listen, I'm saying, I mean, bro, got eat. I'm, I'm celeb status too. I'm celeb status, JB. Man, no, I'm just saying. Listen, listen, JB, chill, chill, Papa. Easy. Listen, I understand that JB is celeb status, but I'm celeb too. I was in, I was in a car accident. I was in a car accident. The news stopped. The news stopped. You can hear a pin drop on the beach, and the beach is is very quiet. You can hear a pin drop. Yeah, Trey. So, uh, so what's your point? No, listen, Chris. I listen. I I brought some heat in that movie. Yeah, now nah, you you know what, Trey? You were real. You were real, real funny. Hey, so anyway, um, Chris, Tracy, JB. What I'm trying to say is that I read for those roles, and then uh, Michael Shea and uh, and Jay Farrell. I read for those roles too. Oh well, you know, I look, listen, man. I just know. So what I'm saying, Chris, is you had everyone that's been on SNL, and uh, and Leslie's in there too. Uh, so it's a lot of SNL alumni, a lot of dark SNL alumni in there. Yeah, well, you know, I just, you know, what I like, I like giving giving people opportunity. You know, uh, uh, Keenan Dobby Wayne's let me get some shine, and I'm gonna get you sucking. You remember, yo, Chris, I remember that. Do the line. Nah, nah, I'm, you know, I'm a director now. I'm really, Chris, come on, man, do the line. Get just one rib. Oh man, I love that. I love that doo line. That boy got talent. Sam Jackson, why are you in here? <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I'm just being silly. Oh, suit and scene. Um, yeah, man. So I um I'm very happy to be part of it. Because uh, how, how that role came about, if I didn't mention, I probably mentioned it episodes ago, eons ago. Uh, but uh uh, I read for a bunch of roles. And I know Caston said it gave me like that. And then I didn't, but here's was crazy. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything for, uh, and then then I started seeing everybody I know shooting it. You know what I mean? And when you see everybody get booked and you don't get booked, you you feel left out. And then, uh, then Rock uh, and, and crew called like a year later. They were doing reshoots. And... My agent was like, yeah, Chris Rock requested you to remember. Remember that movie? That's what the, my, my agent, Danielle. She was like, hi, Dean. Yeah, remember remember that that um, that um Chris Rock project you auditioned for? I was like, yeah, Already Famous, I think, was in it. She was like, yeah, the untitled Chris Rock movie, UCRM. That's that's what it was listed as, um, UCRM. Uh, and, and I was like, yeah, I remember. She was like, yeah, well, uh, we just got an interesting um message from uh, Scott Rudin, the producer, and Chris Rock. Uh, Chris want, wanted to see if you'd be interested uh, in, you know, coming in and shooting a scene, doing stand-up. I don't know. And, and here's the thing. Like, your ego's like, I want to act. 
But then on the flip side, you're like, I'll be in a movie. I just want to get some time. I'll be in a movie. And, and I think I think it's the 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 good thing about the movie, I think, is and I've seen I've read and also seen um interviews because Rock was uh in a heavy sort of press junket and rotation a media tour to promote it, which is what you do. And he was saying, you know, uh, you know, Woody Allen, he doesn't make mainstream movies. He makes movies that are have that are very strongly influenced by his Jewish heritage and Jewish cult culture. And and Rock even said, he said, look, there's some there's some movies that there's some jokes in Woody Allen movies that he just doesn't get, or not necessarily jokes, but they're things in the movies that he doesn't understand. But he still is going to go see the movie and still enjoy the movie. And so I like that uh, that Rock stuck to his guns and he said, here, I'm going to make a movie and make it feel as close to my stand-up as possible. And there are going to be things that culturally some of America is not going to get. But you know what? Some of the world might not get. But if if you make it just a good story, people are going to ride with it. You know, this this uh movie top five is really an indie movie that uh that a uh, major um studio picked up. You know, if you think about it, because <laughs> he, he was he say he was saying how, you know, this is a movie about a movie about a a, a black celebrity who, who goes back into the projects. And what I found interesting is that he made he made an interesting point by saying that usually in mainstream movies, the successful black person doesn't go back to the projects because the the uh, the notes that the director or the filmmakers would get is yeah you know what the 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 rich person should be the bad guy and would never go back back around the way or back to the hood because. The hood needs to be saved by some someone else, not by. It's, it's, it was just I, I read it. I think um, in the Hollywood Reporter. So y'all check it out. I'm not gonna sit here and try and quote it and misquote. But it, it, he he dropped some interesting points. He dropped dropped a really really interesting point. He said, you know, if if John Stewart is is doing theaters and selling out 3,000 seaters and Kevin Hart is selling out 40,000 tickets. Why does Kevin Hart have to cross over to Jon Stewart's audience? That That's that's as real as it gets because it's true. If, if, you, uh, if you're selling out 40,000 seaters, but now Kevin's in a position where he will get, um, he can kind of make them come over or at least have them meet him in the middle. And that's all we really want, people. We just we 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 want equal ground, you know. Oh, and you know what he? Uh, you know, read the article. He he's he has a really interesting point about about Mexicans in Hollywood. Uh, interesting and poignant, you know, because uh, he he points out, you know, if you're Me- so wait wait, there are no Mexican jobs in Hollywood. Ain't nobody in Mexican is the next Spielberg or the next great. Filmmaking talent. Now you said you don't think so, Mike. Robert Rodriguez is he Mexican? Okay. Now why do you think that is, Michael? You think it's because of opportunity, or you think Mexicans just don't have the skills to to make movies? 
is like sports. They're not reared around. But now, see, I disagree. I think a Mexican-American in, in Los Angeles, specifically in Hollywood, is brought up around it just based on the fact that a majority of their family members work for uh, Hollywood executives and Hollywood types. You know, if you go to Hollywood, you see a lot of, uh, you'll see a lot of Mexican landscapers. You'll see a lot of men. No, 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 no. Well, here's the thing. So I'm not talking about the the landscape itself. I'm talking about this, the child of the landscaper or the child of the the nanny or the child of the woman that comes and uh, cleans the the home. If 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 I'm if if I'm a little if I'm a little Mexican kid and my mother cleans George Lucas's home, you know, chances are. It's going to just almost by osmosis is going to seep into my psyche, and, and but the problem is once once they get of a certain age where they want the jobs, they're not going to get hired, and that's 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 what I think that's what um uh, the point that Rock was was making. You know, I always I always felt like uh, or always feel like you know yeah, there's some progress, but we still got a long way to go because. Okay, yeah, you you have more brown, more black people getting opportunities on camera or by, or behind the scenes. Okay, oh, see now that's interesting. Uh, Mike said, out of out of a class of how many? Out of a class of three hundred, there were about three Mexicans. Damn! Wow. So that's not even that's not even uh, what ten percent is three. Damn, that's 1%. Half, so, so, so half are black, half are white, and, and tropical blend of fruity flavors, and then three Mexicans. Yeah, man. So it's, uh, you know, the wheels of change spin slowly. But if, if, I'm, if I'm Japanese, if I'm Chinese, if I'm Mexican, if I'm... Uh, Peruvian, if if I'm Bangladeshian American, you know, if I'm all there's so many other colors and races that should be represented and should get opportunities that don't. So we still have a long, we still got a long way to go, people. Wow, that just got so heavy. Why is he? Why is he so heavy? I mean, lighten the mood in here. All right, I'm gonna lighten the mood because when I go into my sexy voice, you know, when I go into the yeah, to the sexy voice dudes that are listening on their earbuds are feeling awkward right now because my moisture is in your... Why do women not like the word moist? <laughs> Just on a side note, I was watching Dane Cook's new special, uh, Big Up Dane, uh, um, and he had a joke where he talked about women not liking the word moist or as if they don't like the sound oist. In that case, you could never look at someone and tell them, yeah, can you help me lift this? I need you to help me hoist it. <laughs> um, I like seeing that Dane Cook is is, is doing his thing and then back. Uh, well, he never left, you know, but he's doing stand up. And it was interesting. It was on, it was in a smaller theater than obviously anything smaller than the Boston Garden or Madison Square Garden. But it was nice seeing him work. It was it was still a probably a. a Three to five thousand seater, but that's a comfortable, that's a comfortable uh, number 
I think for for most most comics, most performers, honestly, if you're if you're rocking, if you have three to thousand, three to five thousand people that are gonna come out and check you every time. That's a good look. We we've spoken about that before, but that's that's a good look. Um, I just returned from Tampa. Can you tell? See what I did did right there? Because I might have recorded this beforehand, but y'all ain't know that, so I'm making it sound like anyway. Um, Tampa was fun. Tampa's a lot warmer than uh, New York City. It is down south. It is Florida. It is Florida, Florida. When you need it bad, we've got it good. When you need it bad, come to Florida. You remember that commercial? Yeah, I remember that. Who remembers? Who, who remember that commercial? Who remember that? Y'all remember that? Remember the remember the commercial? It was uh, it was nobody black in the commercial. That's something that when you're black, you 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 know what you do. You always recognize when you're not represented. And I wonder if every other race has that. Like I don't think. Like if, as a white dude, like as a white dude, Mike Michael, if you're watching. I don't know why you'd be watching a Tyler Perry movie. No, but if you're watching like a Tyler Perry television show, are you saying, wait, where are the white, white, white people? Okay. No, only because, in my opinion, most, most, most programs, any, any program that's black centric, and I'm just speaking black because that's what I am, but uh, if, if you're, if you're, Puerto Rican and you watch a telenovela, you can, you know, speak from your perspective. But from my perspective, if I watch anything that's uh, black-centered, I still see white people, you know? <laughs> yeah. I remember people were mad at uh, at Eddie Murphy. One of, one of the criticisms of the movie Boomerang was, what is this business where there are no white people at work there? It's all black people, black executives. And the the... That idea was actually based on um, Johnson. Johnson, they 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 make sort of like hair care products, and I think it was uh, I think based in Chicago or maybe Atlanta. I think Chicago. And realistically, back at that time, if you went into uh, Johnson Hair Care Products uh, uh, headquarters, you saw a lot of black faces. But I guarantee you there were white people that worked there. And the same thing with uh, Boomerang. If you watch Boomerang, you can't watch Boomerang and say, there are no white people. I think most people, uh, most black people are like, oh, that's nice. Okay. We we do have, because this, remember, that came out in 92. So this was after the the, uh, the proliferation of all the hood movies. And I think Boomerang Boomerang was one of the first movies of that era to sort of be the anti-hood movie. You know, you had Boys in Hood, Men's Society, and then you had sort of the the B-rung movies like South Central. And uh, damn, what's another movie that came? What's another hood? Uh, 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 Jason's Lyric that came out a couple of years later, but like Jason's Lyric. All the movies about the hood USA. So different, different. Yeah, and we all watched them. We all watched them because you know what? If nothing else, they had the bomb soundtracks. What happened to the soundtracks, man? We need need some good soundtrack. I mean, you know what I mean, back in the back in the day, there were like you had fire soundtracks that even if you ain't care about the movie, the soundtrack was fire. You know, like uh, I'm trying to like remember, and it was always it always seemed like Mario Van Peebles. That was a a, a 
major concern to him. He said, you know what? All right, this movie may not be the best movie, but we're going to have fire on this soundtrack. You know, so posse. Yo, I got, I got Big Daddy Kane. I got to get Big Daddy Kane not only to act, but spit some lyrics on the soundtrack. Remember Panther? Remember Panther? <laughs> Panther, I remember... I remember all the students in like the Black Student Union in college were, were we we went to see Panther and then people were, were mad about it. I'm like, that ain't real. Who was that one character? That don't even make sense. But then they had the song Freedom. And it was like every every uh woman every woman that was in RB at the time was on the soundtrack, was on the song. Freedom for from uh from the movie Panther. It was like uh I remember Mary opening Freedom and I'll stay from all the chains that bind me. Uh Monica, probably Brandy, uh, uh Brownstone. Was Jade in there? SWV, maybe, maybe Jeanne. It was just every I just remember I was like, that's a lot of black women. It's like it's like uh the 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 Ebony Jet Showcase. Remember that show? Nobody? Anyone? Anyone? Oh man, Santa Claus is coming to town was just on ABC. Oh man, I remember 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 uh I'm just I sound like uh Chris Farley's uh, mem- uh, mem- remember 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 that uh that that uh that animated uh cartoon slash claymation Santa Claus is coming to town. And and he had had the winter the winter warlock. You put one foot in front of the other, and soon you'll be walking out the door. You put one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And how can I remember Rudolph? Rudolph. Uh, Rudolph. She thinks I'm cute. She thinks I'm cute. And Rudolph's nose would glow. <laughs> I remember. Remember, remember the, uh, the, remember the, the, I think it was like New Year, baby New Year, but baby New Year had those giant ears and the, and the vulture was like, those ears, those ears, <laughs> those ears. I think they, they were all like, uh, toys discarded on the, on the, uh, on the, the island of discarded toys or some crap like that. Remember that? Oh man, the memories. I sound like a bad comic. No, but remember, that's how that's how bad comic. They have no jokes. They just point out things. As, no, but remember, remember, remember Double Dutch. Remember when girls with Double Dutch, and there was always one girl that couldn't get in the get in the rope, so she just stand on the rope, and and, and you would try and dive in, guys. You try and get the girls to squeeze the girls, but no, but remember, remember dodgeball. Ah. Uh, Remember dodgeball and somebody hit you in the head and you start crying and you feel bad until you got the ball and you hit them in their balls and then you feel like it was even Stevens again. Remember that? Hopscotch. Remember hopscotch? Look, Mike is tagging. Remember hopscotch where you just hop in the squares for no reason except that they were just drawn on a on a piece of chalk that you stole from your, your homeroom and you get to homeroom real early in the morning just to steal that piece of chalk so you can write on the blacktop? Remember that? Remember? You never said remember. Remember? I remember. I remember. Y'all know that, peoples. That's my impression of T.P. Hearns, the uh, comedian from back. Y'all know that, peoples. 
the peoples do that with their peoples? Uh, you know, so, oh, when last we spoke to me, I don't know if I told you, I was going to do this show at my alma mater. Son, I did this show. <laughs> I had to go, <laughs> I had to go do this show uh, at, at the first place I ever got on stage. Monroe Community College, MCC, up there in Rochester, New York. Uh, what up there? I had to do a gig up there um, recently. And it was it was actually fun. And it was exciting because I hadn't been there in so many years, man. I, I started performing there. That was, what, February 92. And here we are in almost 23 years later. So it was interesting to go back. And they've changed. The school has changed because... That where where we used to hang out was called the Brick Lounge, but now they've built an entire sort of student center, and the student center has has I mean that you know a school has put some money into their into their student center when they have like a subway, an actual not a not a sandwich place but an actual subway. They they've got licensing involved to have a subway uh, restaurant. And I think they had a pizza. They had a bunch of little spots in there, man. So here's what's funny. So I get there. My boy, my boy G picks me up. And we uh we go to this, we we get to my hotel, dump all of my stuff. The school is right across the street, which was awesome. We go go to school. I call them. They said, you know what, just meet us in front of the student center. So we get there, we go in the student center, and the student activities advisor, which is an, a, a woman as opposed to a student, she tells us she's going to get him a parking placard to put in his window. So in the meantime, she'll have one of the students come and and tell us where to go and, and uh, situate us. So we we walk in, and this young lady, she says, okay, you guys want to, uh, would you like to, uh, you want to go to our office? You want to go upstairs? So I'm like, Let's go upstairs. I'm thinking we going to my green room or something. She 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 leads me into the sort of cafeteria area where they have one of those makeshift stages, and she walks me up to the stage. I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, where 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 am I supposed to go? So then she just pulls back a flap, not even the full curtain, just a flap, and there's a chair there's a chair back there, <laughs> and I'm like, wait. I said, you want me to just sit back here while, while the students are all just out here meandering about and yapping and checking their social media posts? I said, you know what? Um, we, we, I don't have a green room for Oh, well, no, that's, you can hang out. I said, I'll just go to the office. And here's the thing. I, year, years ago, I would have, I would have, I would have gone off. I would have gotten pissed. But in my mind, that's, that's just maturity. I looked at the situation. I said, she doesn't. It's not her fault. She doesn't have any idea that this is not how it goes. So then I go down to the, the student activities office. And they're, they're like, uh, I said, no. So I said, I said, um, yeah, my, yeah, my, my pizza or my rider. Well, that's the thing. Actually, we weren't sure if you wanted pizza or if you wanted to order food from our cafeteria, and well, so here's the thing: well, they'll they'll order the pizza from outside. Um, Mike said, "What's the difference?" And honestly, most student activities food centers, I don't want to eat eat your chicken fingers and fries. You know, I honest reason I told her, I said, "You know what? I'm gonna take the pizza now." 
Later on, I saw someone, they had a they had a full Chinese restaurant in there too. And I was like, damn, I should I should have taken should have gone and seen what they had first. But I usually get the pizza because I know I'm not gonna eat a full pizza before or after the show. I usually don't even eat before I perform. And then because uh, that's well, protocol says you don't want to be on stage burping. See what I just did there? No, so um so I usually will get a, a pizza pie like my rider. I have a very simple my rider is very simple. It's a uh, pizza pie, um, uh, in the green room. Yeah, like usually a green room. That kind of goes without saying that sh- the green room should be there too. Um, and these are things that should be in the green room. So I have like a, a large pizza pie, large cheese pizza, um. Bottles of ginger ale, uh, a couple of bottles of water, a fruit tray, and um, and I have in there like a um, like a turkey and cheese tray. But I've told them recently to stop doing that because they usually will have all types of meat that I really don't eat. I don't, you know, they have roast beef and ham, and I'm like, you know, these are these are getting wasted. So I told them, you know, y'all don't have to do that anymore. And to close it off, a bag of, a big, a big bag of peanut M&M's. Yeah, that's, that's my one thing. I need my peanut M&M's. Well, I say, see, the peanut M&M's, that just becomes my, my road stash. I just put, I, I take a couple that day and I just snack on them for like a week or two. It's my thing. That's, you know, don't hate me because I'm beautiful. This is my hair in the morning. So they, they ordered my pizza. Then they introduced me to a young cat. My man, CJ, if you hear this, man, keep doing your thing, young fella. So uh, they introduced me to CJ, and they introduced me to, forgot the brother's name, that he was work, he worked for a student activity. So I, I said to CJ, I'm like, hey, I said, how long are you going to do it? He said, um, they're going to have me do five minutes. So I like this. I'm like, you know what? Do ten. I said if, if if I said do five, but if they're into you, do ten. You know, stretch, spread your rings, fly, spread my wings and fly away to a place that I long for, and my heart will be a pathway searching for love that's evermore. I. That's troop. Anyone know that song? That's true. They were they were big around the same time that Shawnee's loved your smile. <laughs> Funny you would say what happened to her, Michael. She's she's married to uh Flex Alexander. Funny comedian that people might remember from I remember him from Uptown Comedy Club, but he also had a show, I think called was it called? One it was one of those three-word titles on UPN because black people love Titles with one word or three words. You remember it was like all of us, half and half, one on one. He was Flex was the star of one on one, and he also starred in the uh, Lifetime television movie uh, that was about the biopic on Michael Jackson. So, um, but Flex, he's, he's I, and I, I think I just noticed um, on Instagram he started getting back on stage. So good, good for him. The microphone is always here for y'all comics that go and make the TV money and step away from it. Don't stay away too long. This mic waits for nobody, son. So anyway, um, uh, 
back to CJ. So CJ, uh, CJ is going to do a couple of minutes. And I, here's what's funny. I told him to do, to do 10 minutes, but I knew he probably would only have five minutes, if that, because, I'm, you know, he's new. And that's not disrespecting him, but it's just I, kn- I know if you're new and you say you have five minutes, it's probably three, you know? You know, nerves since nerves and silence will will make the clock speed up <laughs> when you're on that stage. So, uh, so we go upstairs for showtime. The show begins. Uh, he brings up my man CJ. Now CJ said he he did do some crowd work. I didn't hear it. I'm up there. Here's what's funny. I'm up there and I'm like, yo, this is this. This is, my, this is my old school. I'm back. And then I actually see a couple of dudes I went to school with at MCC. Look, Mike's like, they're there? Yeah, they work. They work there. They work there. So I see them, and uh, we, we, we kicking it. And then he goes on, and then my boy G, he sees that CJ is catching, catching, a, bit, catching a bad one. Crap. Well, and here's, here's why. It's, uh, it's lunchtime. At a college, and we're in the cafeteria. This place, there's nothing conducive to comedy about this setup and this situation, you know? And, and Michael's saying it sounds weird, but honestly, this is many comics, too many comics to, to name, have experienced what's called a nooner. That's... <laughs> This is the Father Muckin' Nooner episode. I'm saying that now. Uh, right. It's not the good Nooner. It's a bad Nooner. There's no such thing as a good Nooner. There's just a you survived a Nooner. Nooner. And so, um, and the problem with Nooners is, whereas if you're in a club or you're in a uh, theater, there are one, two, three. There, there are three walls in front of you and one behind you. So there are four walls. Um, so it's controlled. Even if it's a rowdy audience, it's controlled chaos. If you're in a cafeteria, it's it's two walls to your side, one behind you, and then just space. And in that space, you have people walking back and forth from the left to the right. You have countless uh, n- number of uh, restaurants in the background. So you have numerous lines going in every direction. You have... It's not theater seating. These are these are people sitting at big lunch table, round lunch tables. So there are a lot of people whose backs are to you. Um, people are talking. People didn't come to to this to this area to hear a comedy show. People came because they wanted to see what their friends were talking about, and kick it with their people. So they're not there for your comedy show. And so CJ was the sacrificial lamb, son. CJ, as soon as he went on stage, I was like, you know, in my mind, I was like, dead man walking, you know? And, and he caught, he caught, he caught what an L that he, he probably started realizing was inevitable. So in my mind, I'm laughing because my boy G is like, yo, how? I don't understand how y'all even deal with this. I was like, well, I'll tell you how because they got my check. I'm going to win. I'm always going to win, son. Even if I lose, I'm going to win. <laughs> you know, so they, uh, so CJ does about five, maybe six minutes. Um, there was one table that was kind of listening. 
Um, it was it was just rough. So then they bring bring up the uh, student activities dude that's hosting, and then he says, "Hey, don't even worry about that, man. You know why? Y'all know why we're rare. I'm gonna bring up the dude who the, and the main reason y'all are here. And in my mind, I'm like, they're not here for that. They're I'm not the main reason they're here. They're hungry. <laughs> that's that's why." But okay, I appreciate he's like, I'm bringing up the main reason you're, you're here. This next guy, you, you, you might remember him from Saturday Night Live. Standard, standard intro. This next guy, I want you to peep how this goes down, y'all. Uh, this next guy, you may remember him from Saturday Night Live. You, you remember him from, uh, he said guy code, but the poster, this is what was funny. The poster said bro code. <laughs> Are you serious? No one... No one in student activities, I think I did. I was, no one in student activities noticed that it said uh, from bro code. And when I saw that, I, I fell out laughing. Um, this next dude, you remember from Saturday Night Live and uh, MTV's Guy Code. You can catch him. Here, listen, he goes, you can catch him in, uh, in Chris Rock's new movie, Top 5. And yo, this guy, I mean, it goes without saying so as he's saying this, I'm like, wait, why, why, why wouldn't he just, just say my name? He's like, man, it goes without saying, funny dude. And at that point, I, re- I was like, he forgot my name. <laughs> he forgot my name. Yo, but peep. So, so he's like, no, he didn't. That's at least if he said the wrong name, he landed the plane. This dude, I mean, that's 42. This dude is stalling, racking his brain. I'm like, you're not old enough to have any sort of memory issues yet, son. He's like, this guy, what else can, what can't be said about this guy? And at that point, I'm now walking. I've been slowly walking up to the stage. And uh, I, so I yell out, I say, you forgot my name, didn't you? He's like, I'm... T- Nah, I didn't forget your name. Shoot. I said, so what's my name? He's like, well, I forgot your last name. I said, so what's my first? At this point, I'm almost right to walk in on stage. I said, so what's my first name? He's like, oh, man, he'll introduce himself. I said, get off the stage, man. I said, I, I said how do you forget my name? I'm on the poster with bro code. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that was funny, and uh, and so the crowd, the crowd, uh, it it turned into a good show because, uh, well, here's the thing: I know in a space like that, the only way to, the only way to get people's attention is to literally get their attention, right? You can't you can't just go into your material. So this this the, the for for all y'all new jacks, yeah, all the new jacks that are listening, peak. Game, man. If you ever in a space or a club, any type of situation where you're doing a set, you're doing a show, and the crowd is rowdy and they're not listening, protocol states: do not dive into your material. All right, don't because that's comics will say the comics will say, "Shoot, well, I know these jokes are funny. Shoot, I don't gotta gotta ease. I'm gonna just dive right in." Not nah, because when you go to the beach, you don't just dive into the water. You 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 walk it. You walk up to the water and you dip your foot in. You're like, okay, it's a little cold, and you ease. 
you're easing and then you're, you're in up to your, your, your calves and then your, your shins and then finally your knees and you, you start, you start whooshing the water around to your knees. I don't know why we do that. That doesn't make it warmer. <laughs> like, like splashing the water around your knees and move doesn't make it warmer. And then you, you slowly, you dip in. And I know for guys it's hard because, you know, your, your, your testicles are a thermometer, you know. Your testes a thermometer. As you dip in, they they seize up. You're like, if you ever see a dude like look, I I don't even have to look. I remember back in the days. What? Well, no, I remember. I remember taking baths because it's not like you go. You I, I've gone skinny dipping so many times that I remember looking at my testicles and saying, "Oh, look, this they they shriveled up." But maybe like taking baths. I remember taking baths. And saying, "Oh wow, it's, it's it's it doesn't really it's not like like hanging, you know. It's it's not. Remember those creatures on the Muppets or on uh, Sesame Street? Bork 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 bork, and they would like have these long gobbly necks like rooster. Bork 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 bork. That's that's how your testes look in the warmth, but you get right in the cold and sh- they shrivel up like Brussels sprouts. What?" So I go on, and the, the way I get the crowd to pay attention is it's a cordless mic. So I go out and walk into, I, I, I go in with the sharks, man. And let them know I'm the shark around here, and I bite for the muckers. So uh, who wants blood first? <laughs> so I go in, I just, I just start messing with the crowd, um, doing crowd work. Not really snapping, but just, you know, talking to people and getting people to turn their chairs around. And what that what that did is sort of puts people at ease. Like, oh, this dude must know what he's doing because he uh he clearly is not afraid of us. I think that was also part part of CJ's problem was he looked he looked intimidated. He looked timid. I never realized that the word timid isn't intimidated. Who knew? So um so yeah, man, we go on and uh and, and did like close to an hour and uh. And there were a couple of students that, uh, you know, I, I, you know, they, um, I met one dude. Who is his? Uh, oh, AJ Calloway is his is his pops, uh, his pops friend. I was like, oh, that's my man AJ. So uh, it was funny. So so yeah, man, it was good to go back. Good to share some of my experience with the students, and, and some of the like. There was this one young cat. He. Uh, he he had spoken about you know acting and um, talked about acting and getting into stand up and you know I encouraged him because um, I was encouraged years ago when I when I first started going to school and when I was first in college Lance Crowther I've said probably before Lance Crowther who's uh, Wanda Sykes' writing partner he came and did a show at my school and. You know, I ran up to him. Hey, man, I'm gonna be a comedian one day, and he he was like, "Hey, man, we'll do that." You know, and that's and that's all. Sometimes that's all it takes. Someone just giving you an encouraging word. So he gave me an encouraging word, and uh, I was able to thank him for that years later when uh when he took when he became Pootie Tang uh, on the on the Hammer Town. I That's for all my old old Chris Rock show heads. So. Uh, so yeah, man, it was a it was a fun show. It was fun to go up there. Try to think what uh what I got coming up um stage wise. Oh, you know what? All my New York City cronies or any of y'all that are out there in the world and are gonna find yourselves in New York City in January, 
I'm at Gotham Comedy Club uh, January 16th and 17th, man. So, you know, MLK weekend is going to be a beautiful thing. Y'all make sure you're coming out and check us out. And uh, got some new bits we've been working on. Everything from... Uh, what what have we been... Let, you know what? I'm going to go into my joke. My, 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 my bit book. No, nah, this is actually... Um, I just wrote these on Evernote. I just have, uh, I have, I have, what do I have? I have some new material. Uh, uh, new, oh, you know what people, I said people don't have ADD. There's far too much info. I'm working on a bit about that. We don't really have ADD. Everyone says, I have attention. I don't have attention deficit disorder. It's just so many things. I'll, I'll go online to look up one thing and, uh, and wind up on an internet journey. Um, I'm sick of people's announcements on Facebook. Not announcements like if you have something big coming up, be it a show or some um, some event. But I I don't want to hear about you posting. You know, for all the people, I, I'm just anyone that's really following me, I need you to comment right now. And anyone that doesn't follow me, I'm going to take you off my friend list. No one cares. Nobody is sitting there like, I can't believe she's not going to follow me anymore. I can't believe he's casting me aside from being his friend on Facebook. Honestly, people, are we that self-important that we think anyone really cares? Or are you making an announcement in hopes that people seem like they care. No one cares. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, me and, and suicide and you never having to worry about me committing suicide because I'm, I'm too vain. Uh, <laughs> I'm too full of myself. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not famous enough to kill myself yet, you know? Uh, I, feel like, I feel like, you know what? I wanna, when I die, I want, I want that MJ level funeral. You know what I mean? I want the funeral. I want the funeral that makes people that die on the same same day get forgotten. Remember like Farrah Fawcett? Farrah Fawcett died on the same day as MJ, but no one really paid attention. You know? Even her family's like, I can't believe Michael died. What about your mother? Eh, she'll be all right. I'm, I'm, this, these are all, I'm, I'm announcing all these bits that I've been working on on stages. Throughout New York City and even across this lovely country. Started working on some of them in, uh, in Chicago. Some of, I had been writing a lot of them on the ship, but I wasn't able to, you know, you can't, you can't address suicide with a seven-year-old. <laughs> well, you can, but you don't get invited back. Uh, actually be back on the cruise. I, I uh, big up all my, all my people from Legally Blonde on uh, Norwegian Norwegian getaway that uh their contract just came up and they're back they're back home finally finally to rule um I'm trying to think what else have I been working on um oh you know the whole idea of most fairy tales end at happily ever after um not because that's the end of the story but it's good to end on a good note because you know <laughs> because <laughs> That's why it's a fairy tale, because that's where the story ends. But uh, do you really think that Cinderella and, and the prince got along? After? You, don't, you don't think he was like, why is she wearing glass slippers? Only glass slippers? I haven't seen her on strippers, you know. 
You gotta wonder. So I got some new joints, man. I'm looking forward to them. And uh, I'm working them out. Um, and I guess that's that's pretty much it for this week. I mean, we've we've pretty much um, you know, shared some things and you know. Oh, oh, you know what? Michael just pointed it out. Say it again. You wanted to ask about Black Star Wars because because people because it opens with the brother from Save the Block or Attack the Block. Attack the Block. Yeah. Um Well, I no, I knew he was a, here's a, uh, Mike Michael just said that you know, look up the actor's name so I can give his his name. Uh a lot of people, his thing. So the new, I forgot, we haven't spoken about this. Y'all know I'm a Star Wars junkie, me and Michael. Not so much that Vessi guy. Um, but uh, so anyway, and we, you know what, I didn't uh, talk about Vessi and his audition. Um, it did a little, but, well, well, here's the thing. We'll go back to, so we'll end on Star Wars, but I want you to know, Vessi, and Vessi will hear this, obviously. Um, because he'll edit. Well, I edited, just so y'all know, I edited uh, the episode that came out last week. I'm very proud of myself. That was the first one that I edited and, and uh, uploaded. And there will be more. Um, but Vessi, the reason Vessi was not able to edit in time, and he he did text me early on uh, Monday morning. Actually, he texted me so early, I didn't get the text until later because I thought it was, uh, I thought I already had read it. I thought it was from the night before But he texted me saying he had an audition And he was going to be real busy So he wouldn't be able to get it uploaded Until late Monday night And I, I My preference is to Get the episodes Of the Fun of Protocol Out If not by late morning Then by You know early to mid afternoon you, you know what All, all the listeners Everybody that's listening right now, do me that favor. You know, uh, I, I'd like to hear from y'all, whether it's on, uh, you know, actually, Twitter is fine, but also we 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 dig the comments on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud and soon to be Stitcher. Y'all let, let us know, do you, when do you prefer, because we drop them on Monday. Like, Monday is the day we drop them, um, as told, um, suggested by a good friend to the show, my man, Big J Okerson, who has a new Radio show, I think, coming out on uh, Sirius XM. So very happy and proud of uh, Big J. That, that'll that uh, do nothing but help him get even more shine that he so rightly deserves. Um, but Jay said, you know, drop him on Monday. Most people prefer them to drop on Monday because um, all the fans of the show from way back, like my man, uh, big old Oscar and, uh, and Malibu Kells, I know that they've been listening since we used to drop them on Wednesdays. Uh, but we moved to Mondays because it seemed like we were getting better traffic on Monday and most people's um, podcasts became available on Monday. What I want, want to know from all y'all is what times do you listen? What time is a good time, in your opinion, to drop the, the podcast? Do you prefer... Early Monday morning, say between eight o'clock to eleven, twelve o'clock. Do you prefer in the to the afternoon? Do you prefer say lunchtime, noon to about three, four p.m. or do you prefer afternoon drive hours from four p.m. to eight p.m. and 
anytime we drop them like late, like in the evening, it's it's because we we just ran into some some issues and or problems or conflicts with the schedule where we weren't able to get them out earlier. But I'd like to hear from y'all to know what you prefer, and you can, uh, like I said, you can you can you can mention it um, on all your medias. You can you can hit us up on. Uh, on uh, Twitter at I am Dean Edwards, or you can hit me on uh, on the fan page on on um, on Facebook I am Dean Edwards, or you can send me a personal email. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> or you can uh, or you can just what I really prefer is y'all put comments on uh, on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, let us know because um, I'm just curious about that. So my so when Joseph uh, when Michael came today, he said, "Yeah, Joe's been really working on this this audition, and I'm happy that he's focused. And I guess because it's not me, so it's easy for me to say. But I know usually if uh, if I'm preparing for an audition or if I'm preparing some material, in my in my opinion, the good thing is you focus on it and you get it you get it entrenched in your head and then you just step away from it you walk away from it so if i was joseph i would have been preparing the, the the material and then i would have eventually walked away from it so that i could come do the damn uh podcast and sit here with dean and michael in the living room instead of doing whatever you're doing in your room i'm sorry I think I think we just miss miss you, Joseph. That's all. We just we just miss you, uh, Dean. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm just saying. You know, I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be back. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to Star Wars, man. So the new Star Wars trailer just premiered um, a couple of weeks ago, and I well, here's what's funny. I so I think I sent you. It premiered Thanksgiving. I actually excuse. <laughs> I'm going to sneeze right about now. So, uh, sorry. Sorry. So, uh, it premieres on Thanksgiving. I'm excited. I think I might have bust on myself. Can I say that? Sorry. So, uh, I'm excited. I think I sent, did I send you? Yeah, I sent you, I sent you two videos. One of them is a fan, one of them is a fan made video. Because it looked real because there was a picture of, there was a shot of old Luke Skywalker as an old man. And I remember when, uh, when the prequel first, first happened, I remember seeing, it might have been on YouTube, I remember seeing a trailer with Jimmy Smits in it. I was like, this is fake. It looked, it did, it looks kind of fake, but then it turns out, I was like, well, no, these are real scenes from the, uh, from episode one, The Phantom Menace. But I didn't know that until I finally saw the movie. And so there, there, there are two. There are two commercials. One is the official, and then the other. I don't know if that's an international trailer. Maybe it's an international trailer. But the main trailer that most people see, it's uh, the 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 Force Awakening. What'd you say? What's his name? Boyega. Let me see. John Boyega. The the the. the look 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 look. <laughs> This is funny. The I, we put in Black Stormtrooper on Google and there's a there's a there's an article on Badass Digest and the title is Fear of a Black Stormtrooper. Star Wars actor responds to Black Stormtrooper comments. Um 
He said some funny things, so I should open this. Oh yeah, let's let's see, because I I I, I didn't. This was funny. I didn't even know there was a backlash until a couple of days later, and then people were like, "Yeah, you, you heard about people people regarding uh, the black stormtrooper?" I was like, "Huh? The, what do you mean?" The, I said, "What the 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 dude from Attack the Block, the John Boyega dude?" Like, yeah, a lot of people are offended. I, I said. People are offended because we're in the f black people live in outer space too. What's what the hell is wrong with you people? What the, the not not my listeners because I think the the listeners of the Funimucking Protocol are open minded and liberal. But what the hell is wrong with people that that they're they're offended that God forbid the the the, the is a pro protagonist is the good guy. And the antagonist is a bad guy. I always got those confused. God forbid that the the hero of of the new Star Wars trilogy might be black. Like that? Could, how could that happen? No, you 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 have a problem with a black storm brother dressed as a stormtrooper, but but no one had problem with Yoda. I see. He was a, he was a green puppet with another man's arm up his ass. You ain't had a problem with that. Let's hear, let's read uh, Star Wars, The Force Awakens star John Boyega has one thing to say to those questioning the inclusion of a black stormtrooper in the upcoming pick. Get used to it. I don't know why I use that accent. I'm guessing he might be an African or Nigerian or something. Get used to it. Yeah, man, I mean, thank you for all the love and support. He wrote, the fan mail and fan art has added to my joy. Isn't it crazy that Star Wars is actually happening I'm in the movie? But as a Star Wars fan, I'm very excited. And then, to whom it may concern, get used to it, he added with a smiley emoticon. Good, man. I mean, this, this is, he's, he's worked hard as an actor for God knows how many years. He, he's in this franchise movie that's going to change his life. And people actually, the first thing people do, what the hell is a black stormtrooper? But here's the thing. How, here's my, my thoughts on it. Remember Luke Skywalker and Han Solo donned stormtrooper uniforms in, in Star Wars? I'm guessing that he's playing a character that was disguising himself in a stormtrooper suit. I guarantee you he's not. The stormtroopers are all from uh, Django Fett. Or they're all clones. Uh, is that what people are saying? There are no black clones, you idiots. Is that what the, the, the big hubbub is? Did I say hubbub? The diehards are like, oh, come on. I mean, there are no black stormtroopers. Jackass, guess what? He's probably not a real stormtrooper, you idiot. I'm I'm now more offended that these so-called I'm such a fan. I'm gonna let people know that actually all all the stormtroopers are from the uh the bloodline and and clone line of Django Fett, and therefore there are no black clones. Stop trying to make this a post-racial uh uh universe. This is not a post-racial universe. This is not a post-racial land far, far away in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago. Things weren't post-racial a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Idiots, man. I can't, I, dude. I can't believe that's why people, when, when I heard it, I was like, well, he's probably, the first thing that I thought, I was like, oh, brother got, got a, got a uh, stormtrooper disguise. 
That and that's it. And he's the but you know what? Big up, big up, J.J. Abrams for making the first thing you see. All all of you people that are so bass backwards, right? Everyone that feels they're so liberal, he just brought out the truth. He let he let us see that there's nothing post-racial on this planet because people still clearly see race. I'm holding my hands up right now, and, and my T-shirt says, I can't breathe. That's that's what I'm doing because I, that's, I'm offended that people claim to be, you know, these, these uh these Star Wars Star Wars fans and, and couldn't just get past their own prejudice to say, you know what? Maybe JJ Abrams knows what he's doing and there's a reason why this 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 black dude is dressed as a stormtrooper. But no, instead, what did you do? You 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 took to the streets and you all became uh uh social media cowards, which is what we do, which is what you do. Now, because you want, because you feel your voice needs to be heard, and no one cares. You sound like a, like a jackass. I'm 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 actually offended as as a as a fan of the Star Wars series. I'm offended that people would 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 make such ignorant comments. You know, it's one thing if you joke. I can see people joking, but I'm a, there. There are a lot of people that were dead serious with the vitriol. And that's the thing. Why is it so, like Mike's saying, it's so jarring because you've never seen it. But you know what? You never saw a Wookiee when you first saw it. And no, no one was like, I mean, but honestly, like, okay, so here's the thing. I grew up on, on, on Book Rogers and Star Trek. There was never a man walking around just as fur. There were no walking dogs in, in a land far away, a galaxy far, far away long ago. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, if that's the case, well, how does he sweat? I don't see Chewbacca's tongue hanging out of his mouth all the time. People are dumb. People are so dumb, it's It's scary. It's it's scary that people are so dumb, um, and and that's a good place to uh, start landing the plane of this episode because um, I don't think we we got to address the the verdict in the Eric Garner uh, case of this police officer, and uh, no one's getting indicted. And I, I I was as a matter of fact I was I was in I was in I was in Rochester that day. Uh, that was the day I did the college. I, I, I did the, Mike, Mike is saying that New York was crazy. I did the college. I'm at, I'm at my boy G's house. Uh, he and his wife are sitting there. Um, and their two sons are, are home. They just got home. The boys had just gotten home. And, uh, and we turned the news and it says, uh, no charges pressed against, uh, officer. And, General, I ain't gonna front. I got a little misty. I I I I almost shed a tear. Um, um. Well, here here's the thing. Yeah, here's the, here's the thing. Um, general, who general and I, we were in the army together. My boy G, we're in the army together. Um, and he actually, he was like, "Are you serious?" He and and we both look at each other and we're like, you know what? We're not shocked. We're never surprised, but it's still. This one stung because a day or two prior to that, they the big thing in the news was, you know, police officers are going to have to have these cameras on, on their person. And and, and the, the rationale behind that is, you know, there, there are a lot of conflicting reports with regards to the Mike Brown uh, police brutality uh, incident because 
there are conflicting stories and what's the truth, what really happened. So these cameras will give us proof so that we can prosecute accordingly. And then you have ocular proof showing that uh, not only was the brother, the brother was, was not moving in, a, in any sort of threatening manner. His hands were up. Uh, uh, he, seemed be, he, he seemed to be comp- compliant with, with the officers. Uh, I think I've, I've seen video where he was saying, y'all always doing that to me. But that's not threatening. He was arguing. But that's, that's not fighting. That's, and then the guy snuck up behind him and yoked him and grabbed him around, choked choke hold the, uh, the brother. Um, look, they're actually on the news. They're showing, um, they're blocking, they're blocking lanes. lanes. And, and so General said, you know what? Because uh, General was part of my unit that got, got activated while people are blocking. We're watching the news right now. The news is on and they're showing how, uh, you know, in New York City, actually worldwide, well, countrywide, people have been uh, out in the streets, you know, uh, standing up and, and, and letting their voices be heard uh, in solidarity. LeBron James and, uh, and uh, Deron Williams from opposing teams all wearing T-shirts saying, I can't breathe. Uh, to show support of uh, Eric Garner to to Eric Garner's family, and so <clears throat> and so uh, back to uh, the the announcement being made, and General says, "Man, I'm actually I'm actually sick to my stomach." And then he got up and left the room and came back in. He was like, "Man, I just you know this 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 makes me mad that I that I fought for this country because." And I said, "Yeah, you know that I wasn't even thinking of it from that angle that you know we we." We're veterans. Uh, we we did did uh we served our country, and that this could happen to us just because we look like who we are, and yet and still we we could have taken the same bullet and fought for the same. We did fight for the same cause um, as as everyone else that that wants to uh, take part in this this uh, democracy of ours. So. We discussed it, and then we we watched the news, and I saw the scenes of Times Square. And what, huh? Mike says he was on the Brooklyn Bridge. Were you stuck in traffic? Was traffic? Uh, you got out just in time. Oh, they blocked off. Oh, oh, you. Oh, wow. Oh, Mike says he was in in, in the protest. And what I what I was proud to see, or I was happy to see, um. Which is a damn shame, partially. What I'm, ha- I was happy to see that when when they showed scenes of people in uh in New York City protesting. Number one, I was happy to see it was peaceful demonstrating. There was no no foolish looting, and that's not to take. I don't want I don't want to belittle people in uh, Ferguson, Missouri, because I know there were people that were just protesting, and then there were idiots that were like that were using it that were uh using it as an opportunity. Yeah. To let out the the wretched sides of this, themselves by robbing, looting, and destroying people's property. Um, but I like I, I was proud as a New Yorker to say, you know what, we're out there in, in full force, and you saw everyone. You saw, and General said that he was like, yo, you know what, I appreciate that it's not just black people in the streets; it's black people, white people, Asian people, Latino people. Everybody's pissed because they let the guy die. 
they just leave. Mike is saying in the extended video, they they did nothing and they just left him dying. I just and you know what? Actually, on a side note, what what bugs me? No CPR, nothing. What bugs me? Honestly, and I, I haven't watched the full video because the, well, here's the thing. Every time I've seen it, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to watch someone die. I don't want to watch someone get killed. And I'm actually a little disgusted with the uh, with all the media outlets because someone that knows him is seeing these images, and the image is important. You got to see the image, but at what point do you stop showing them kill this dude? Because you wouldn't show someone get raped. You wouldn't show someone. It's graphic, you know. And, and as a, as a parent, if I'm sitting trying to eat dinner, I don't. I don't. Or or, or my kid. I'm watching the news and the kids walk into the room. I don't want them seeing someone get killed. I want them to understand uh, the 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 injustice that that occurred. But I'm an adult, and and so me processing uh, the harshness of that reality and and that that scene is is a lot to deal with, let alone a child. So I just. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just I, I don't like the fact that they keep showing it the same way with uh, with 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 um, with Rice's wife getting getting hit in the elevator. I, every time they show it and I see that TMZ logo, I'm like, you know what? We we get it. That's an, y'all y'all can stop showing it now because it, it to me it becomes sensationalized. You're sensationalizing people at this point. Now you can mention it and you don't have to show the actual moving footage, the video of it. And people will understand what you're you're addressing because someone sees that and it pains them. Be it be it uh, a woman getting beaten in an elevator or or man getting strangled to death on on a on a street. Um. So so to flip back, I was happy to see and still am happy to see that that uh that people are up in arms and and getting down the street. Uh, the other night, uh, when the when the Royals were, it's funny, such an interesting juxtaposition to see the the uh, the what the the Prince and, and Prince William and and Kate the Duchess, uh, for them to come into a come to the U.S. and they were at the Barclays Center and seeing them, you know, say what's up to Jay Z and Beyonce and. And LeBron James put his arm around her, and you see her face like, "Ah, oh, this is, I oh, didn't. This, is this what it feels like? <laughs> is this what a, a large brown man that plays oh, basketball feels like?" So, um, no, but but on the flip side, outside of the Barclays Center, people were were in the streets, uh, you know, letting their voice be heard. They took they took over the Apple Store. They took over uh, uh, the Atlantic Center Mall with Target, and, and so it, it 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 made me proud. And and you know what, I I hope people continue to uh to let their voice be heard because it's when Mike just said it. He said, "Yo, even white people out there that because you know what, wrong is wrong, man." And and for so many people to uh to feel this way. It has to at least. You hope that it really does lead to change of some sort, where we we address the uh, address the that the system is broken, that that brothers are getting profiled. And don't get me wrong, not criminals. Criminals aren't uh, because 
what I've seen happen, people have created sort of this 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 other side of the argument. Yeah, but why why wasn't he just uh, see? But regardless of anything he said or di- or him selling Lucy's, yes, it was illegal. He he, it, it doesn't justify the force, you know. Right, he's not a he's not a murderer. It it, it uh, it, I think people want accountability. That's that's what people want. People want accountability. People want to know that the the system works. When you see people of all races step out, that means they're that means they're nervous because if this happens on our streets in this country, that means it can happen to anyone. Now, realistically, it hasn't happened to everyone. It's 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 an issue because. Black males seem to be the the uh, the ones that are catching this allergic reaction, you know. And uh, but if if they can take away my my uh, rights, they can take away yours too, son. So y'all just uh, hold your heads, man, and uh, and be safe out there. You know. Um, as always, we thank y'all for tuning. I'm sorry it got a little heavy, <laughs> but sometimes you gotta do that. You know, it's heavy out there. You know, um, we still in the building, man. As always, you know, check out, big up uh, my man Vessi. Hopefully, we'll have him. He'll have him back here next week or two, and and I we hope that Joseph has good news and that he books uh this this wild show on this Viacom network. Uh, <laughs> and check out his YouTube clips and YouTube channel, and follow him uh, at Joseph Vessi on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow me at I am Dean Edwards. On all things Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the new website is is almost done. We're looking forward to uh, seeing it. <laughs> uh, DeanEdwards.net. And uh, Big Mike, as always, thanks for the sounds. Uh, y'all stay dry. And y'all come out to Gotham at the beginning of, uh, of January in 2015. No, 2014. Or no, we're in 2014 now, right? I'm I'm all kind of messed up. So I was right earlier. It is it is it'll be 2015 in a second, man. Uh, as always, we wish you love, peace, and soul. It's your man D. That was all love. Y'all be easy and uh, happy holidays, man. Two fingers, peace.